Great. And we're going to go to the post game. If you want to stick around, feel free. Otherwise, we're just uh, going to play the intro again and keep getting fucked up. Sounds good, man. Thanks for having me, Ron. Nice meeting you guys. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks, thanks man. For, thanks for stopping by. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for your time, man. Yep, love it. That's, that's awesome. Super cool, dude. So, Nostalgia Pit. <laughs> Meets OSC with Ron's glory days. Then is what we're talking about for uh, for this sort of recording. Eh, love that. What about what about nineteen year old Ron getting in trouble with the law? Yeah, I wanted to get into a couple of the good uh, old school party stories, but I didn't know how far Tim wanted me to go out with them. Obviously, it's a faux pas to smoke, right? Did you guys have different names for weed? That was like PC that you wouldn't catch. Oh, like we a, had the term. Like we had the term pizza. It? So like, are we gonna get some? We're gonna get some pizza tonight, whatever. And if you're like, we're getting onions, we're getting an ounce because onion ounce. Like, so we had yeah. that. Like, that oh, was our honestly, like, yeah. yeah. No, we had. Are we getting onions? Are we getting onions tonight? We're getting onions. Yeah, we're getting onions. Like, and we we know we're getting an ounce tonight, or whatever. Like, no, I mean, our whole group of. I'm sure anyone who smoked probably picked up on it, but right. teachers, but that's the or whatever thing. we're it's talking about. Do the job. We yeah. had the uh, the thing in college where it was like if you're in class with somebody and you you wanted to <laughs> to have them come over and hang out and smoke weed with you, it would be a conversation something like, uh, "What are you doing tonight?" And then the other person would answer, "I'm doing the dishes. You want to come over?" Maybe like, "Yeah." That was that was <laughs> the code. Everybody else. That sounds like, more gay than smoking weed. Like, I don't care. Exactly. Like, I'm going to do your dishes, I mean, dirty boy. <laughs> and also, you're, you're assuming that this was a conversation between uh, uh, two men or two women. It was It was always, it just kind of sounded like, do you want to come over to like, orgy? Until after like high school, I didn't smoke with girls. It just was like a like me and my boys thing. But like oh. I, like after after high school, it was a general group of friends. But like high school, it was just me and my boys. Oh, it was I. I was I had all of the. It was me and a lot of there were a lot of women that would smoke in my house. But I also had the party house. You know what I mean? I, you, had the I mean, you live by yourself in high school. Not many people yeah. do that in high school. So. Yeah. See, I was it the worked. guy that everybody knew who smoked, but they were still cool with me. So when people wanted to smoke for the first time, you'd go find Ron. Yeah. Hey, Ron, you know, like, yeah, come on, let's go. And then, so I got to deal with everybody who was super paranoid and terrified that everybody would know they'd gotten high that one time. So was, I would only take yeah. the, the, the really cool, I would take a select few. I was one of like four people yeah. like that in my town and you i was like the cooler one so to speak but i was I, essentially right. the only reason i was quote-unquote cooler was because i was massively selective because i was dealing <laughs> marijuana to minors in a right. state where so you gotta illegal, be you know careful. what i mean like yes. obviously you know like, and i mean no, clearly it the worked super out cool kids i fucking trust you guys can sell to those dickheads yeah, but I, they're not I never coming got in over trouble. here i never right. got caught you get in trouble selling to that peckerhead. He's out of my loop. That's all I'm saying. I think. I think yep. for me, I really realized it. Like um, uh, when I transferred from Marquette to the University of Saint Thomas, which is like right on in in Saint Paul, Minnesota, like right on the border of Minneapolis. There's a bunch of colleges there. There's so many rich kids going to school in that area that when I got to college my sophomore year, I realized. The people who really had the good weed 
were the girls like from the rich suburbs <laughs> who just were really like smoking weed since they were like sophomores and their parents had no idea sophomores in high school yeah like they're yeah. like four years into this game yeah. like they've right. been dealing to their friends for a good four years and they get a super good deal because right. they're the the weed guy is just losing his mind to let them right. oh yeah you want a discount oh yeah like when i when i finally got the smoking with the girls i was like you've been doing this since high school where the fuck were you when we were all doing this like it was like, like it was a groundbreaking that. experience i mean i was like holy like, shit like <laughs> yeah, well, you do this too you're fucking slow but yeah. we never did get Justin's top five, though, did we? That's the thing we were doing like uh, ten months ago. So that was... it was a long time ago. It was a it was a callback. Yeah, it was that uh, interview with Barrett. I did that in April of last year. We just stumbled onto that bit uh, by accident, and I had to create an intro for it and post. But we've been the... doing it ever since. I don't know if I talked about it then, but the only acceptable gravity bong is the glass Sobe bottle. You did. That's where I'd, I'd never heard that was a thing. It's like, how do you cut a Sobe bottle? And you punch the hole in it. There's there's a there's a little notch down at the bottom. You put a knife, like a, a nail or a screwdriver or something, you know, and you just like, bunk, just hit it with your fist. And, and it just pops, pops off. Pops I mean, to through. quote Dave Chappelle and how are half-faked, weed smokers are very fucking inventive like yeah. jesus christ you guys we would we will do anything to get high <laughs> what's 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 your best emergency macgyver situation what well, aluminum foil one? fruits various fruit uh we coconut uh banana uh, orange apple i mean like it got to a point where we were just buying any kind of fruit we could and smoking oh, out of that's it that's fair yeah i think fruits fruit. fruits like low-hanging to pardon this pun it's low-hanging fruit because i think everyone has done it before i've made a bowl out of aluminum foil oh yeah i've never done the foil or the can I've oh can I was a I was a fucking I was did you <laughs> Michelangelo with a can just has anyone ever done the to, the not toilet well the you can do toilet roll but it's smaller but the paper towel roll and put like a dryer sheet on the end and you blow oh, yeah. through that oh, to yeah. mask the smell but yeah. what it did you guys did you guys have a name for that though clearly Justin had to describe it so he doesn't have a name for it did you guys ever come up with something uh no it was I don't long silencer no. <laughs> are you a podcaster and a total stoner are you sick of your friends yelling at you because your bong comes over the microphone and you're too high to remember to hit mute well i got your solution it's called bong silencer man you know in a movie when the guys put like a thing on the end of the gun and then it goes choo 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 instead of a bang it's like that but for a bong man check it out First, uh, without bong silencer, you get this. And now with bong silencer, it sounds like this. See, you didn't hear nothing. Wait, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, bong silencer, man. I mean, it was just in college dorms at Western, and sometimes at UW that it would do that. But yeah, it would be a toilet paper roll, and they would dryer sheet at the end, rubber band, and stuff it full of dryer sheets. Right. Yep. And, so and then wet blankets under the door. Or just blanket or towels on the just door. Just towels, yeah. I mean, yeah. We didn't do the wet towel, but that probably would have been smart. We end up coming up with two names for it. One of them, <clears throat> actually, what it was constructed not of a paper towel tube, but it was the back of a notebook. 
the brown piece. Yeah, I got you. I got you. We rolled that up and duct taped it together. Only my buddy had drawn and written on it before I did it. And it was right when that Tupac Machiavelli album came out. So if you look, we still have old videos where we're holding this tube and across it, you can see Machiavelli written. So it was always, (laughs) give me Machiavelli. And there was, I like it. I like it. But that's just happened to be great timing though, or great spacing with that. Right. And he rolls it a different way. It's just, it's just, it's just paper. (laughs) Yeah. He wrote it right in the middle, like purple ink. I I saved that. That thing floated around for a decade, but later we just went with uh, country meadows. It's like, uh, I need country meadows. Let's, let's fancy this up. We're smoking bongs in a unwindowed basement. This, uh, this math don't jive. I want your best, uh, hot boxing story or, (laughs) I've got like okay. five at least, but I want, I want, I want a hot boxing story because okay. we don't do that anymore as adults. That's one thing that like we definitely no. do. Well, I would go out and I've done it actually like it was New Year's Eve at like the in-laws house. And I, my tradition was always at midnight, you smoked a joint, but I'm at the in-laws. So I'd December 31st have to go sit out in the car and fucking hot box it. But but no, my favorite was, as I'd mentioned earlier with the Machiavelli tube, smoking bongs in a basement ain't exactly the, the best way to do that, especially when you're living at home. So I had a, a two-foot bong, but it was a two-stage bong. So the bottom had oh, a... Oh, nice. A, yeah, and then the rubber tubes that came up and bubbled through. And my oh, buddy like really a, went... a multiple percolator. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah right. But back I, in the 90s, so it was rubber tubes. Through it, rubber you know? tubes, yeah. Yeah, in this acrylic, red acrylic thing. We called it the oh, weed eater because it just chewed, like chewed up weed. But couldn't smoke it at the house. And now, the Half-Assed Podcast proudly presents Statute of Limitations Theater. Featuring a story 25 years in the making. So me and a buddy of mine took my Ford Escort out to a cornfield on the edge of town and pulled a couple feet off the road into the cornfield. And we just sat there smoking these bongs. And uh, after a little while, we saw, you know, cars would go by. You'd see the taillights. We saw one hammer on the brakes and back up. We're like, oh, shit. Somebody saw us out in this field. So we had to start the car and just top speed barrel through this cornfield with no headlights on. I'm like running a slalom course down this field road, try to get to the other side because we knew who owned the farm there. Tear through the thing up into their house, fucking up through the driveway, out on the road, kick the lights on and swing back into town. Like, have no idea if that was a cop or not, but (laughs) we were not chancing it. It was fucking get the fuck out of there. Hot boxing. Speaking it. of two, speaking of Tupac, I'm watching Tupac right now on uh, Nothing But Trouble. Oh wow. shit! Yes, I always wanted to play that song at my wedding. Digital Underground does the wedding march. Yes, with Humpty. Hell yeah! Oh, all around the road, the same song. All around the world, same yes. song. Tupac. Uh, all around the road. Tupac. Yeah. A Baltimore native. Yes, he is. Oh. Uh, so um. You're gonna do your you're gonna do your hot box? Okay. Uh, well, okay. So my my buddy's dad worked in the movie industry back in the day, nice. and they had kept a car that was like a '50s, you know, like Chevy something or whatever, like yeah. baby blue, like Robin's egg color or whatever. It oh was man, that's such a sweet color for the Bel Air. Oh, it, the, it's, the it Ford wife beater. It was like <laughs> this car was like used like in uh, Scarface or you know in, in like some old you know some old. 
50, you know, like representation of a 50s movie or something like that. And so that he kept it and that was like, you know, it was in the garage. We weren't supposed to touch it. And one time it was me and a buddy who, you know, it was neither of us that lived at the house. And we just like looked at it. We didn't say anything. And we just like, like checked to see if it was open. And it was one of those like just moments of nonverbal communication. And we just like got in and start and just lit the joint and started smoking and started hotboxing this car and then like a third of the way into the joint just started laughing just laughing hysterically because we knew we were going to get in so much fucking trouble if we got caught it was so funny and we just started laughing our asses off yeah the hysterical laughing is oh god yeah that's long gone I missed that that was the best part of getting high yeah oh just vintage car fuck you just got to go somewhere that you absolutely know that you shouldn't be getting high and then get high and that's what that you'll right. get that feeling back you know church church yeah find a church pew and box it like yeah, just, i don't know co- just real covertly smoke a joint in the back of the church well i don't know we what never do really hot box it like we we did like we did blunt rides, and we, depending on how many blunts we had, we did what's called the Glimmery 500, the Glimmery, or 250, the Glimmery 500, basically like a Grand Prix style, whatever. And like the, obviously the 500 was the more blunts we had. And I remember we did a 500 one time, and I turned down this road, a road that I've driven down, I don't know, 100 times because I have friends live down that road. And the road, I looked at the road, and it just went on. And it's not a long road, but it went on forever. And ever. And I'm like, do we have enough gas to get back? And they're like, what do you mean? I was like, this road is just, I, 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 we've been on this road for too long. I'm like, we just turned it. And I was like, no, we did not just turn this road. We, we did not. And I was like, no, we've been on this road for too long. I was like, Justin, you good to drive? I'm like, I'm good. But as long as you got to tell me, though, do we have enough gas? And they're like, no, we got plenty of gas. You like, you, you got a full tank. I was like, I don't think we're going to make it, guys. We gotta, we're going to walk back or something. They're like, dude, you need, you're not good to drive. And then, like, after he said that, I was like, right at the red light, I'm like, oh, here we are. <laughs> I was like, I was like yeah, what do you know? so convinced yeah. that we were not going to make it down this road. <laughs> we were going to run out of gas, but no, <laughs> we made it just in time. <laughs> Apparently in my stone ass mind. That just reminds me of uh, Harold and Kumar. And that's my favorite part of Harold and Kumar comes like, you know, they smoke weed in the apartment and then they leave and they're like 10 feet away from the door. And he's like, I forgot my cell phone. And they just, they pause and they look back at the door, which is like 10 feet away. And they're like, we've gone too far. And they're like, like, no, we've gone too far. No, we can't go back. And they don't get it. And the whole movie is like, they, it would have, everything would have been solved if they had a cell phone. Right. Right. It's like, like, it's like that with, um, and, and, uh, do where's my car? I was like, dude, we've walked too far. And then turn around their house right behind them. Uh, scary movie when he comes out. I was like, I don't get it why Bobby's always late. He's so close to school. And he comes out in a fucking trailer and he's on school property. <laughs> well, what do you guys think? Should we uh, should we push the stepbrothers thing off? It's um, not a pressing issue. I just always want to sandwich two sessions into one thing so that we have something to go off of. But frankly, this has been going fine. I'm inclined to just hit the intro and uh, keep it all. I've got a, I've got a product review to give you here in a minute. Oh, uh, all right. Well, so that, you that know can, what? That can be in the the second half. Or whatever. Yeah, I, I have a I have a list to to drop to. I have a list. Perfect. Another right. list. Wow. Well, I'm fucking hitting it then. And I got a bong rip to take, so you know. Freaks and geeks, drinkers, thinkers, 
Ramblers and gamblers, stoners and pet owners, Mm -hmm. gather around. This is the Outsider Social Club, where us misfits, miscreants, outcasts get together and ramble, palaver, prattle, and get royally intoxicated while we do so. So without further ado, let's proceed. One for the party, baby, puff on the road, drumming, knock back a drink, there's nobody home. Hello and welcome. Back to the Outsider Social Club. I'm your master of ceremonies, drinks with Ron, and I am fucking hammered already. So, uh, that being said, the usual rules apply. You drink if you hear a dog or a cat or a bong. And 2.5, we're going to lower that to the 1.5 dogs since uh, all these Ted's seem to be shutting the fuck up tonight. That being said, we're going to send it to the godfather of drinks, Troy, Squirrely Dan's older brother. What do you have uh, on deck or the drinking uh, shenanigans this evening. You know, Ron, thanks for the time. Frankly, we feel like the uh, the rips have been taken off uh, and beaten down the drinkers of, of late, so it seems like we need to up the alcohol over under to about a six and a half oh, wow. for our session. Eh? Oh, no. I'm going to do my best to represent uh, the, the crowd as best we can. Um, if you're not a participant, that's fine, but uh, I'll be doing my best to uh, go to work late tomorrow. Thanks for your time. So that's a nine and a half total on the two episodes. Is that where we're sitting? Bingo. Oh, wow. That's good math. Hey, fucking A, man. Look at that. Fucking Dan Aykroyd is going at it on the organ right here. On Oh, uh, yeah. Trouble. What a In great prosthetics. Scene. Yeah. <laughs> those fucking prosthetics, man. What a great scene. I said it, man. I wanted that played at my wedding. Tie the knot. That's- tie, tie the knot. Fucking Humpty Hump. Come on, man. <laughs> That's uh, what really turned me on to uh, Humpty and, and Digital Underground. Selena got to meet uh, Shock G. No way. Oh, before, shit. Yeah, back in the day before he passed away. and I would hope before. Well, yeah, I mean, she might be clairvoyant, you know. But well, that's, that's a whole other thing. That's a, okay. different, that's a different episode. Point is, Selena is, you know, she's petite. She's five, like five feet. And she like, ta- he's, he's a big guy. He's like six four, six foot four, oh, I want to say. Damn. And so she she like tapped him uh like after a concert or something like that. And he like turned around and was just like looking. <laughs> and then I seen a little person. But yeah, apparently he was super genuine and very sincere and just super nice person. So That's awesome. Rest in peace, shock motherfucking G. Rest in power. MC Blowfish. <laughs> Never forget. Underwater rhymes. That's the jam right there, dude. Okay. Okay. Wait, hold on. Before we we move into anything else, I got a good story about uh, Digital Underground. So this, this, I used to go to Seattle. I didn't, for some reason, I didn't get my, my license until I was 22. And so. Drugs. Drug. I mean, dealing drugs. It was like, if I have a car, it's more likely to get caught. Right. And so. Uh, I got stranded in Seattle one time and I needed a ride back. So I hit up one of my buddies. I was like, yo, can you pick me up? Uh, he lived in, you know, uh, Lummy Island, which is north of Bellingham. But I was like, hey, could you pick me up from Seattle and drive me back to my apartment? And he was like, all right, but you got to find me a copy of Digital Underground's sex packets. Oh, shit. And it's like, you need to go find that and buy it. And by the time I get to Seattle, you better have it. And so I went to like five record stores, finally found a copy of it, bought it. 
And then um, I got, he picks me up and it's him and two of the other, uh, two of his other buddies from Lummy Island. And they have the three foot bong in the car with them. And we just proceeded to just get super ripped bumping that album going yeah. back. And it was. All right. Stop what you're times. doing. Cause I'm about to ruin the image and the style that you're used to. Oh, man. Hum- my name's Humpty. So Announced I had, with the Umpty. Yeah. Uh, my buddy... Um, like Umpty. Pronounced with an Umpty. My buddy uh, did that in, in its entirety for a high school uh, uh, talent show. That's killer. Yeah. It reminds me of the Step Brothers quote. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's... it's, it's uh, yeah, it's not quite as good as the vanilla ice and lip sync. That's a it. great song. Yeah. Dude, the idea of, yeah, Derek, yeah, Derek won because he lip synced ice, ice baby. <laughs> he didn't even sing it. He didn't rap it. He just, right. and then, and then they go right to them. That's a great song. It is a great song. It's a great song. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they actually at cabaret this year at high school, they did a whole bit where the MCs between numbers did fucking vanilla ice. It was just, I'm going to say uh, it. I had to golf clap it. I'm going to say it. People talk a lot of shit on the lip sync and I get it. But the fact of the matter is Millie Vanilli was way ahead of their time (laughs) and people need to get on board with lip syncing when it's done right is fucking supreme. Well, that was the whole controversy of the nineties was that all the big acts that were all dancey, had to lip sync because otherwise they'd be breathing heavy and that'd be poor show quality. So to give the fans the best show, we just have to play a tape. And that became standard. Like Whitney Houston at the Super Bowl is a fucking tape. No, I, I want to, I want right now I'm trying to find an artist who is going to be the image for, uh, 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 I'm writing for this, the lyrics for this musician theoretically performing the music or the producer of the actual music is performing the lyrics as well. And then we want someone on stage who is not affiliated with the actual creative process of making the music who just wants to be on stage. Nice. And so, you know, it's like, why did people hate on Millie Vanilli? That shit was way ahead of its time. Steve Aoki. Was he the one, the DJ that wasn't really a DJ? I don't know. He was just, I mean, that's a thing. That's a thing with a lot of DJs where they like they're like they're pressing buttons. Yeah, yeah. Like, what is it even? Ha 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 ha! Hallelujah! I can't hear that song and not hear the Hallelujah version. I know. Like as soon as I say, like I should sing the real version. Let's sing the real version. The other one's better. I mean, let's. Oh yeah. Let's be real. But yeah, a lot of DJs will just go up there, look like they're touching pads and stuff when everything's just like, you know, well, that's a pre- all it is anymore. Mix. What's the difference? Yeah. Why do I need you to push a fucking button live? Well, you can push a button like there's skill to scratching a record and getting it around. Like, just just fucking play it and tell me you're playing it. I don't care anymore. Well, uh, a live mix is there. There is something that like a live mix can tap into energy that is similar to like a jam band or a funk band, like when they get into a groove or something like that. And so that's why the live is good. There you go. See, we're feeling it. Yeah. I mean, okay. Point I mean, taken. All you needed to do was take that 
and and just chop the first like you know quarter of a second put it on oh, every yeah. 30 yeah. second yeah. note and that's a bounce song that's a new orleans track right there Beer. and it's just like one of those Beer. you know are you familiar with uh big frida no i'm not so, familiar with her you should wow. listen to some big frida sometime okay one of my favorite things is like, and now is now my algorithm because I've shared too many of them. Is like DJs will be dropping anything before their beat, and it's uh, Kamala Harris saying, "Don't come, don't come," and then it's, then it's uh, Trump. I'm going to come. Brum, 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 brum. <laughs> it's like it's the such a perfect drop. Yeah. yeah, I was like, it works so well. Get <laughs> dude. Love I saw sampling back in the day. Did you guys see that David Guetta like did a new remix? Oh my god! Of, of and used the Martin Luther King drop. Like what oh, the no. fuck was that? I was like, how I, can you one up yourself? He did it I again. Honestly, I I love you, Hash, because I sent that to you on direct message, and you tweeted that within thirty seconds. <laughs> I was like, this is gonna annoy the shit out of Hash so bad. Oh. Well, I don't I had, know you perfectly, but I do know that that would annoy the shit out of you. And it was just like, this guy has a bit. He's going to run through every social like problem we have. Like it's, uh, it, it's quite it's a duck. It's a what? <laughs> Sorry. I heard a duck. I heard a duck too. <laughs> um, it wasn't me. I'm becoming uh, quite the Foley artist. All I know is that uh, I had just talked about David Guetta and cringe were cringe music mom- musical moments with my buddy Fresh Kills, and then you sent me that like right like the next morning or something. So by the way, that was a two hour interview that didn't sound like two hours. It it was such a great interview. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I uh, that although I do time. not agree with his Cinefuego cinnamon toast crunch. That, that those things are fucking awful. Well, he said I, they were. I, he said they were gross. Okay. Or, well, he well he, he said, said like he said he said by themselves they're not bad they're still awful because it's just the cinnamon it's just like it's like sixteen strips of big red on cinnamon toast. <laughs> I mean I, I I'll try I'd try them if I saw them in a discount bin or something but I just love the idea that he saw them brought them back to the place and then put them in a bowl and tried them with milk. That was a, to, to be honest the first thing I did I put I put it in the bowl too I was like God damn no. it this is disgusting I threw I threw the bowl out I threw it out. I was like, I, I, I gave him a spoon for my wife. She's uh, like, Ew. I was like, I can't finish this. Spicy. Spicy mayonnaise. Uh, speaking of spicy, <laughs> speaking of spicy, I am going to try this product live on air. This is uh, Extra Hot Flamin' Cheetos with oh, two shit. X's. Well, can we, can we uh, stall that for a minute? Because I hate to do no. it, but... Uh... Let's Let the poop. decree go forth. It is time to pee. I'm literally going to piss myself. See, I, I see Troy did not get his squirt t-shirt. He got a Sprite t-shirt instead. My squirt machine was broken. It dried up. <laughs> I almost said get a new wife, but... <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> You are in a 10 second delay every time. You... <laughs> no, so I, great. I love it. I was muted. I was just like getting in there. Just the way you said, you guys... wait, what? 
I'll never, man, it's one of the funniest moments I've ever had in my life is you just coming out of that, like, <laughs> he doesn't have a Pepsi machine. He has a squirt machine. Well, yeah. I really appreciate all the love I've gotten from that, but I Ashy actually fell out of his chair. I fell down. <laughs> we were, we were all gone. <laughs> I, I would say though, that like one of the funny, when you think back to that moment, like it's a, it's an incredible content, like mixture blend of the fact that the whole thing started on your bedrooms. <laughs> and then we went through your bedroom. We went through your bedroom rankings and then I go out and have a cigarette and I come back and you guys have just gone completely into the toilet. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't Thanks have... to Hashi. Thank... Right. No, we didn't yeah. go into the we went, we went to the spank bank. We went off into fucking glory is what happened. We did. Was... The glory hole. Uh, we no, went to the was... movie studio. I don't know how, again, no. I, to, to Ron's point, how we have talked about Tom Hanks for so much on this podcast and never once went into porn names is I feel like he's going to file a fucking restraining order. We better lay <laughs> off the Hanks. It's gotten a little creepy. Well I love said. the idea of like oh, it's a dog. Drink. Oh. A dog. Like Ron has like three Scientology people show up to his door like at huh. some point. Is Tom Neither. Hanks a Scientologist? Are you kidding me? Tom Hanks? Oh, wait a no. minute. Sorry. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fine. That's a, wait, are that's you Tom a... Hanks and Tom Cruise confused over here? <laughs> he just Mr. Rogers, uh, yeah. Tom, Tom Hanks. Yeah, I mean, we're not dealing in, like, truth anymore around here. So I'm going to do I'm drugs about like, it. Tom, Tom Hanks in there also. <laughs> that's true. Uh, it's really up to the ante. Yeah, he, he you know, just fucked fucked doubled down. From now He's on. tripled and quadrupled down on this Rogers shenanigans. I can't, never mind. I can't tell you what my gameplay on this is, but the next time he, like, he goes deep into a movie thing, I'm going to legitimately find all the things wrong with this person. Like, he loves, oh, wait, no, it's, who loves Leo here? It was Hashi? No. Uh, what? No, it's no, good, you should right? just, uh, yikes, don't come up with anything. Just make up something on the spot about it that, that <laughs> sounds legitimate. And just, like, be, and you have to be really sure about it, but he just pulls something out of your ass and just be like, I mean, yeah, to you be, know, I mean, to be fair, you don't, you don't make anything about Leo. Leo just loves younger women. So we, we, that's Leo's thing. Yeah. We've covered <laughs> that ground already. Well, so yeah. I did, I just, I just see a really bad in the last like, podcast. <laughs> so I think I might keep going at that. I don't even know this dude, but you know, well, that might be the more direct way to get to goods. I, I think you're right. Might be the more direct way to get to him. No, insult Jake Gyllenhaal. Start going after Jake. Yes, go after Jake. Because the thing is, uh, the the trolling goods chat that we had is now worthless because goods knows about it. We're actually better off to plan that right on the pod. He doesn't listen to that. So let's uh, plan our trolling goods right here so that he'll (laughs) never hear it. And then broadcast it. Right. You'll never know. It's actually a safer spot. Yeah, on yeah. I really want to know, like, what when when Goods gets up and shaves in the morning, like, what his entire plan is. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, just saying, like, I've (laughs) eaten chops like that for breakfast. Like, I don't know what the hell that dude's doing. 
<laughs> like, is that like an anti uh, corporate capitalist like book in in Vegas, or it, like it's, what is he doing? It's a uh, crypto Wall Street. Good God, like that that guy's that guy's going out and and changing like crypto machines, looking like the fucking Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> He looks like Hugh Jackman. <laughs> he does. He looks like a mixture of Hugh Jackman and and the Josh Hartnett picture that, that <laughs> Justin was that you that sent? Yeah, that? I sent. Yeah, just, yeah, I sent that. <laughs> he looks like a dollar store goods or whatever. He and does. Goods exactly. Look yeah. The shit was funny. I was like, man, Josh yeah. Hartnett is. Yeah, it's amazing. I was, I was like, well, how has he gotten more baby faced? From being the baby faced kid from like twenty two, is he has, like, his, like the f- clean shaven he's got going now? He's such a baby face because he's got the baby. He, he's got baby fat at forty years old. <laughs> he never had baby fat in his twenties, but he has baby fat now, and he's. It's like how's he more baby faced now than it's he was before? Goods is the better looking of the two now. Well, and the funny, thing, the funny thing too is, is that didn't he reply with the fact that Josh Hartnett and him went to the same high school? Yeah, two or three years apart. So goods is the dollar store, like not only the dollar store Josh Hartnett, but the dollar. No, store, Josh, no, Josh Hartnett now is the dollar store goods. <laughs> exactly. In high school, goods was the dollar store Josh Hartnett. Now Josh Hartnett is the dollar store goods. The roles yeah. are reversed. I agree. I would agree with that. Don't let goods hear this though. Go actually, I don't know. I've never seen goods in high school, so I can't actually fully judge this. <laughs> Oh God! We should. That's all, all right. Our... It's on the pod. He'll never hear it. A great, a great uh, uh, pod episode would be us sharing our photos from high school and not sharing it with the visual gag on audio. But boy, I, I'm thinking there's going to be some serious heat going on in that one. So visual gag on an audio format takes him so long to find the buttons. <laughs> No, I have to reload the buttons because I've only got eight of them. So I had recap on. Normally, it's supposed to be visual gag there. Holy and shit. At I the he's end of the episode, I rotate it to recap. But since we're at the end, I forgot to change it back, and it's a whole big thing. You'll have that. Drink number seven. Uh, I think Hashi must be taking the the dog out because he left rather abruptly, and that's what that means. But I think upon his return, we will probably uh, probably get this uh, flaming Cheeto review. I can't do the flaming Cheetos. It wreaks havoc on me the next morning. Havoc. And the flaming Cheeto thing <laughs> is is extremely hot, right? Like this isn't just kind of. It's not that hot. Like it, the there's a good flavor to it. Now there's spice to it, but man, it just whatever, whatever you know, (laughs) bio or bio engineered chemicals that are in that product just really tear me up the next morning. It's the nuclear (laughs) red. It's the color (laughs) that goes against God and nature. That color. Well, I was I was telling my wife we were we came home. I meant to actually ask this question to THC. Um, <laughs> uh, I went to the aquarium there with my kids, and we were coming home. We had to stop and get you know pick something or 
take care of the kids for a second because like they ate their lunches in the car or whatever. Right. And we had Sons a, of bitches. so I went to Royal Farms and I got a Mountain Dew and I was like, Mountain Dew hits the spot every once in a while. It's because whatever that yellow dye is, they put <laughs> whatever that whatever that flavor yellow dye is to get the color green yellow. It's like it hits a spot. Yeah. Whatever that syrup is, bring it on. <laughs> like yeah. that's what it is. <laughs> For like the most part, Mountain Dew, not so bad. But like when you get that yeah, uh, no, code red, don't. that red dye, whatever that red dye, whatever they did to those dyes, give it to me. <laughs> Inject it in my veins. It's all that cancer. That's what makes it taste so good. I think that's why the squirt joke hits so hard is that squirt is a, what tastes like squirt? Anything? Pea fruit? Of any, huh? <laughs> I said pea. Okay, I was thinking more like a beverage comparable, but sixty forty. Fago never drank piss. <laughs> apparently, apparently it's sterile. I don't know. It's good for you. <laughs> you heard it here first. Squirt is good for you. No, he was talking about pee. Oh, well, squirt is majority pee, according to sources. According to my sources. <laughs> My God, this this podcast has gotten out of control. I know that's why I was like, let's scrap like, this fucking draft. Doing? It's not going to happen tonight. <clears throat> yeah, I'm on drink seven. I've already on bong like seven. Started hitting the dab pen. I don't even fucking know anymore. But you know, you're pacing yourself well for a, a good Monday morning at work, though. <clears throat> yes. This movie is so underrated. I love it. Great cast, great humor. Now, problematic, yes, John Candy dressed as a woman, sure, whatever. But man, this movie's fantastic. What movie? Nothing But Trouble. John Candy's in that? I don't even remember that. He's the cop who pulls over um, Chevy Chase and them, but he's also Mm -hmm. the daughter or the granddaughter he marries. Oh, yeah, I don't even remember that. During the wedding... Uh, that you're talking about that you wanted to have to dance to. That, that's who he. Yeah. That's who he marries in the scene. Mm, I guess I was just hung up, hung up on digital underground. That was. <laughs> I mean, you got. You've been muted. <laughs> but more importantly than John Candy's movies, in honor of the new baseball season starting, I feel it's appropriate to go to that beat poet Jack Kerouac. And provide us with a baseball haiku for the weekend. And now, a half-assed podcast exclusive. Poetry. Corner. Yeehaw! And I quote, Empty baseball field. A robin. Hops along the bench. Thank you for your time. Did everyone leave again? I just did a haiku hash, so they all left on me. They bailed on me. Oh, what jerks. Was it about parades? It was a baseball haiku. Oh, well, why did they leave? Well, Because I muted them all in the middle of a John Candy movie. Ah. Uh, what assholes. Well, I mean, I probably started it, but, you know. We're all here, we're all here for the, uh, for the uh, Flamin' Cheetos XXL. Based I mean, off. yeah, someone has to be. I think they're good, frankly. 
But did you read about, was it in the, in the height of the pandemic, some uh, gamer in Japan actually died because all he drank, all he ate was like um, some copious <laughs> amount of those things and high amounts of caffeine in, in the form of either either Red Bull and Mountain Dew or Red Bull and something else and, and died. And they tried to blame it on the Cheetos and really what it was, you know, his heart exploded from the caffeine was my the cocaine. Yeah. Why, why would they try to blame it on the Cheetos? Because they're gross, I think, is mainly. That's who you sue. One. And it's Red Bulls are so clean. The caffeine industry. Yeah, but there's like actual like studies on how Red Bull is actually super bad for you if you don't oh, engage in physical activity <clears throat> after ingesting it. Like that's the whole thing about Red Bull is it's like designed to ingest and then burn off. And if you don't burn it off, it's actually super bad for you. So yeah. like so you ingest it with a bunch of alcohol at the same time so you're drunk and awake. That's, that's not, so that's bad. That's super yeah. bad for you. It's, it's like that's why I can't drink like Jaeger bombs anymore or like a, I can't drink Red Bull because even though I never had many Red Bull vodkas or any, like oh. it's I smell Red Bull and I instantly think of getting drunk and it just makes me not like I never got sick off it either. It's just like I feel like I'm drinking. And like if I'm drinking a Red Bull at six o'clock in the morning, I don't want to feel like I'm drinking at six o'clock in the morning because like I instantly smell it and like oh that's a that's a that's a bomb right there and I I, I can't do it. So I it was, uh, it, was never, it was never it was never my drink of choice. That's all I that's all I associate with that smell is drinking and I can't do it. I can totally relate to that because the only thing I can associate with that is throwing up really bad from um, <laughs> from drinking Red Bull vodkas. And this was, again, like Red Bull was a major marketing force within um, uh, like extreme sports. Oh, and I, oh, yeah. I worked at this company called Spider Ski Company, which did the Olympic outfit. Oh, yeah. Spider, Spider's like, good shit, man. That's a good product. Yeah, it, it's good shit. Like this was back in uh, 98, 99. And they were they were doing a lot of stuff, and Red Bull came on the scene. They did sponsorships, so we went to the ski and snowboard. Um, uh, what would it be? Trade event that's in Las Vegas, and Red Bull was like in mass at like every party. You'd go out and you'd hang out with the athletes and stuff like that. And Red Bull vodkas were on tap one night at a place for oh, wow. everyone, and it literally destroyed the company. I like bet. everybody showed up the next day at the convention center and looked like they were zombies. Sick hell, yeah. I, I spent a good three to four hours in the bathroom the next morning, like drinking Red Bull the whole night with vodka was one of the worst things I've ever done to my body. Like <clears throat> upper and a downer and that shit. My brother was so fucking geeked out on drinking those. He was at mom's one day, just fucking going a mile a minute, talking about shit. I'm like, dude, these Red Bulls, you can't be. That's not what it is. I'm like, dude, I'm on cocaine. You're running circles <laughs> around me. So it's. That shit's insane. It's like you'd be you'd put less chemicals in your body if you just did the cocaine. Like, <laughs> I'd feel better if you would just drop the Red Bulls and do some blow. It's It's much safer. <laughs> and hashy off with your review <laughs> crank on that bag but first <laughs> i have to issue a, a lobby complaint to the human resources department you ready to tee up a, a poetry corner 
I was going to bitch about my last poetry <clears throat> corner. No one appreciated. So I don't know if you guys have earned another poem or not. Have you earned another well, poem yet, Justin? Well, I, problem, I heard it. I got it. The problem. I'm probably was, the only ones that one, only one that did hear it because I'm. I have the wireless headphones in. So no, I, I, I heard you. it, but the file wasn't on the sound card, so I had to take it over to the laptop quick and try to get it back on the sound card before Troy finished, and I couldn't do that. So that being said, and now a half-ass podcast exclusive poetry corner. Yeehaw! Excellent. Thanks, Ron, for that great introduction. A second baseball haiku to celebrate the weekend brought to you by that amazing poet from the 1940s, George Swede. And I quote, empty baseball field, a dandelion seed floats through the strike zone. Thank you for coming to my Ted talk. As you were on with the Cheetos. Thank you. Yikes. I appreciate you. That has been poetry corner on the outsider social club. And Angel Hernandez calls it a ball. <laughs> he thinks it's a ball. Yeah, he thinks it's actual baseball. It's a dandelion fraud. <laughs> and Angel Hernandez called it strike three. A son of a bitch. I would like to officially say that I am in the corner of Tro's, uh, Troy's uh, poetry <laughs> moment. Tro, Tro, Tro's. Well done. Trogues. Trogues. Not to Trogues be outdone good beer. by Justin eating a word. You Troy. just fucking Trogues. took your title right back. I... <laughs> well done. <laughs> I think that uh, I think that's a beautiful moment. I think that if you can find more poems within one to two sentences about baseball. Haikus, them on perhaps. Podcast, I would be forever indebted to you. It's much like Mike Schur's 90s baseball names that make you smile. I can do haikus for days. Yeah, but I think you just upped them. You did a 1940s poem. Well played. Well played, my friend. And now, a half-assed podcast exclusive. Poetry Corner. Yeehaw! I love hitting buttons. That yeehaw really sounds like the voice from... Club Dread, <laughs> uh, Bill Paxton and Club that, Dread. That actually began as the uh, banjo corner sounder, but now I just took out banjo and I reuse it for everything. So it's no, well, I, I, I get honest, that from the from the from the pub from the publication. I get it. I can honestly <laughs> say that nothing nothing incites the idea more of poetry than the phrase "yeehaw." <laughs> well, well, what would you think if, as it relates to a book review? And now, a half-assed podcast exclusive book report corner. Yeehaw! Why, thanks again, Ron. It just so happens I recently finished a book I'd like to share with the group. No way. How to Be Be Perfect by Mike Schur. Read with my own two eyes, not listened to with my own two ears. I feel pretty proud. I agree. Well done. Mr. Mike Schur might be good at making TV shows. And he might be good at thought games, and he might be good at baseball cards. Mr. Mike Sure is not the greatest author to ever write a book. I recently finished this book after trying for a long time, probably about six weeks or so, which is a long time for me to read a book. I'm a pretty quick reader. But he did a great job. I thought it was going to be a bit of a witticism book, perhaps a life story book, whatever else. But really, it was a book about... Finding his own personal philosophy in the world. 
And to do that, he went back to the beginning of time with philosophy and listed at least 15 different philosophers from the Greeks all the way through the modern era. Seems a little excessive, but I'll allow it. And from there, he then blended them together to make his own personal personal philosophy and encourages everyone to do the same. It was fastidiously book-noted and footnoted. Um, There must have been 700 references in a 16-chapter book. It was absolutely amazing. And well, anytime no. I listen to Mike Sure now on the uh, on the old Dan Lebetard show that I hear still exists, um, you just want to punch his face. I, I can hear his sincerity in the book that he wrote. It makes you like the book more. Right. I think he's a. I think he's truly one of those humans on the planet who's sincerely living his his truth every single day. And I'd like to have coffee with him, or maybe even dinner. So, Mike Sure, when you listen to this, yeah. let me know. I'd like to sit down and buy you dinner. Well, Vegetarian dinner. He I think we've. Uh, I, I really appreciate that. That's a great review. Uh, That's what I appreciate. About I know Hashi is on deck, but I would say that we have now stumbled upon this philosophical argument once again, which is we talked about it last time. Um, not all of us, but the idea of creating your own god or your own belief system or things like that. I think this is a very interesting area. Yeah. Um, I I think Mike is talking in the same realms. Mike is talking in a realm that I feel like I've heard before, and I feel like it's the idea of that your existence is truly based on the idea of how you spiritually engage the world. Anyone? I would agree. I think that there's a lot of, regardless of the rightness and wrongness of, of the end game, shall we say, I uh, I think it's great to put forth the effort somewhere along the way, whether it even be in the lizard brain or in the forefront cortex like like Sure did and write a long book about it. So I agree. I think it's time well spent, at least sometime as an adult, uh, to contemplate the bigger the bigger thing in the world. It's a dangerous black hole, but it is good when used correctly. Indeed. And now, straight from the Northwest, fresh off of slurp of water, we have our own hash with a food review. Yeah, so uh, we're going to, you know, to the nostalgia pit. Uh, one of my favorite things uh, was Cheetos Flamin' Hot. So I figured that we should try extra, extra hot. The black bag, I've seen it. And I was like, you know, it says it's twice as hot, but is it really twice as hot? So there's only one way to find out, you know, Uh, being drowned out by the chips. The Scofield test. Okay. So before you get in this review, I feel like next time we should all be trying these foods. You can blame Ron (laughs) for starting this because he was the one that busted out the Funyun-flavored... Uh, Lay's puffs once for an hour straight ASMR. <laughs> totally not planned either. It was All just right. that was organic as fuck. Time out. Time out. Okay. okay. So here's the thing about that. Okay. Like I love the idea of like some background stuff going on. I don't need to listen to you fucking eating the bag of fun. Oh, I thought like, you I did. Love, I think I, you did. Like you're an amazing person. Um, but I really, 
I really don't. We have to find a line here, right? No, I don't think. I think you needed to hear that. Okay. I, I think you're a better person today because you heard that. I'm just saying that we're going to get caught in some serious subject and you're going to be back there munching on a <laughs> bag of Frito Funyuns or whatever the fuck it is. And if the pot has its way. Oh, the next recording, I'm bringing something. <laughs> that or hitting a bong or. Uh, this is not you know. twice no. as hot. I'm calling no. bullshit right away. This is oh. not twice as hot. Fail on the consternation. Wait, wait just let it, let it compound a little bit. Sometimes it takes a minute. It just builds on itself. You build if on there's yourself. a 3X Let it Fritos, uh, Cheetos, do you get that's, naked that's, afterwards? I was going to say that's porn. We can't do that. <laughs> that's, we're getting into Spanx territory. We're getting Dong Spanx. Not even double the red color, let alone double the heat. No. Uh, this tastes just like they used to taste mm. when I was a kid. Um, I will say that that is a nice size for a crunchy Cheeto. Good one. A lot of the time, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but sometimes you get the bag and they're all the tiny little, like what is little nubs, crumbly little, yeah, like the little thin ones. Yeah, come on, what is this? (laughs) Have you guys noticed like recently? I don't know. It's it's been a couple years too, but like a lot of people are doing the flaming hot Cheetos like crushed up in a burrito or whatever. It's a crust for something. Yep. Right. It's insane, like it's delicious. what people are thinking coming up with like food ideas. Like, let's crumble up some flaming hot yeah, Cheetos. It's basically and this just is a, a crust for something. It's basically just a hot flavor powder that they can't get their yeah. hands on. So you just crush crush the Cheeto and cut out the middleman. I mean, this is not twice as hot. It's a little hotter, maybe, but mm. I don't think so. Okay. But overall flavor profile, what we're we going for is it is it you know, good though? I don't know. I'm gonna do drugs about it. I mean, it. I just said that, you know, before that, flaming hot used to be one of my favorite. It tastes the same. So it, I mean, it tastes like the flaming hot Cheeto standard basic flaming hot Cheeto. I don't taste really any difference. Pangus, <coughs> pangus. <coughs> I'm waiting for a, a real spicy one. Ooh, this one looks good. Maybe one covered in a whole lot of powder. Maybe get a real powdery one. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Now don't go driving and tip the tip the uh, bag to your face. Now, cool off road ranching. <laughs> That's such an awesome name, by the way. <laughs> Cheers, you guys. Check out check out nostalgia pit. Good shit. Okay, that one was good. I just got one right. that was that was hot. A little more powder on it. Is that what the deal is here? Just wasn't you get a little extra powder? No, I don't think it's more powder. No, but I finally the either the heat hit me or but that's why we need a second person. Have you guys had the flaming hot Doritos? No, I've had by the way, the best flavor of Doritos is the spicy sweet chili. Oh, Mm. really? I've never had that one. Yes, I enjoy that. I see it bags? all the time, and I've never. Yeah, had the, it. Pur- the purple bag. It's oh. the best Dorito. I'm gonna try it now. Yeah. If it's you bad, can... I'm gonna be angry at you, though. I'm gonna be. Angry. Oh no, it's not. It's delicious. I love right. them. Welcome okay. to America. You, lo- you, you get that first instant sweet from <clears throat> from the the yeah. you know, and then the the chili comes at the end. Mm-hmm. Nice. I love yeah, it. That's that's what America tastes like. <laughs> 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 